0: Hello mainstreamers and cinephiles and everybody in between, I'm Bryant, and I'm Caitlin. and Operation Silver Screen is a GO!
1: Hello and welcome to Operation Silver Screen. Our show and our mission is centralized on Bryant and I catching up and giving a debrief on must-see films that we haven't yet seen. However, we also have an additional tasking that comes with this assignment, which we refer to as our bonus objectives. The goal of our bonus objectives is to watch and debrief sequels and remakes of classics and must see films. Not only will we review these movies, but also analyze it from the perspective of their predecessors. So, Brian, what was our bonus objective this week?
0: Our bonus objective is a bit of surprise, or at least a bit of surprise for me. Uh, that's because in the Saw episode, I mentioned that this was not a legacy sequel, but I found out later that it is. And it's not just a legacy <laughs> sequel, it's a legacy trilogy, if you can believe. And if that doesn't give you a hint to what we're going to be talking about, it's going to be Exorcist Believer. Yes, they went ahead and greenlit this for a whole trilogy already. Uh, usually, that's Crazy. a good sign. However, with a horror movie on uh, an established name and by Jason Blum, which nothing against Jason Blum. My, my, what I'm saying is that Jason Blum is going to greenlight uh, a trilogy right away. It kind of makes sense because he knows he can make money. When your movies only cost like $5 million and you make your budget back in two weekends. Yeah, might as well go ahead and greenlit the rest of the films. Now, while this is a new franchise for us to be talking about, it's not in a new team. This team that is working on this trilogy is the same team that worked on the trilogy of Halloween. The What, what do we call the new trilogy of Halloween, Caitlin?
1: Oh, uh, I don't know. The, we'll I call it the new trilogy, to it as the requel trilogy. Yeah,
0: yeah, the legacy trilogy of Halloween, which we talked about uh, last year. Uh, you guys know that I'm not a big fan of it, Caitlin. I know it's one of your favorite trilogies out there. No,
1: it is not at all. <laughs> I do not like that trilogy.
0: Yeah, no, I, uh, I'm, not, I'm not even a big fan of the franchise the trilogy. The trilogy was rough, and actually, it's not even because I wasn't a fan of the franchise. It's just it was rough because it was rough, mm. uh, but. Is this truly going to be rough? Is it? Are we off to a good start? Uh, am I not? Am I not going to be looking forward to the the future years and the future episodes that we're going to have to do? Well, we'll go ahead and talk about that. But not only about that, but the franchise as a whole, as Caitlin mentioned. And as we get into it with our first portion, do know that just like the core episodes, it is going to be spoiler free. In the second portion of the episode, we will go ahead and introduce the spoilers but don't worry it's not going to come as a huge surprise as this franchise was to me or this trilogy was to me Uh, i'll go ahead and give you guys that warning uh for this film the exorcist believer yeah we got subtitles again uh though the yeah exorcist has subtitles when it got into the sequels i think they all i don't think the third one did but i know the second one and the prequels did
1: Dominion irritates me, because the subtitle is the prequel to The Exorcist. Yeah, they gave...
0: (laughs) Oh, man, they did not care about naming that film. (laughs) That, yeah, that was such a... We'll get into it. But for this film, The Exorcist Believer, well, two girls, they go out into the woods to play with the spirits, you know, as one does. As if going into the woods isn't enough as two little girls. They had to go in and mess with spirits. And... Of course, you know what happens when you mess with spirits in a movie. Most of the time, they go ahead and get possessed. So we now not have only one possession, Caitlin. We have two possessions. Yeah, amping it up, sequel style. You know, you just double up on everything. They're doubling up on possessions. And, hey, it kind of plays up like every other Exorcist film, not only from this franchise, but any Exorcist film that you've seen before. They're trying to figure out what's wrong with their daughters, these two families. And it comes down to the point that, hey, we may need to get... No, good old God in on this. Caitlin, were you excited for this film?
1: I wasn't excited for it because as we discussed in our episode for the original film, like I had never seen that one. So I didn't really have any reason to be excited for this one. Um, But I saw it and I was like, oh, yeah, we'll probably have to to cover this one on the episode.
0: Yeah, I was. uh... So I'm upset about a couple things. You guys are going to hear me be upset about a couple things. Uh, During this episode. So let's start out with the fact that we're doing this episode that I'm upset about. So I didn't know that this was a legacy sequel. I thought they've just been doing these exorcist films like just every couple years like they have been with Saul. Uh, I know some of them aren't actual exorcist films like, you know, the Pope's exorcist, but I thought Emily Rose, for some reason, I thought there was like a sequel to that one that was released not too long ago, but that was only in 2005 um, but I don't know. I thought there were there were just all these Exorcist films out there. I didn't know that this was a legacy sequel. So I didn't find out about this till, what was it, Wednesday when we were talking about it? So I had yeah. three, four days to watch four films of this franchise. And that was also the same day that the the uh, tomato reveal was, was put out by Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it and I thought to myself, oh, it's a good thing I don't have to see that film. <laughs> but nope later on that night i found out i did and i gotta see the whole trilogy actually if we're going to be continuing the podcast and no I, i'm never excited for these exorcist films i do like the original exorcist as you'll hear tomorrow uh how much you'll you'll hear but these films just don't interest interest me i'm cool with possession films possession films are, are all right but when it's just an exorcist film is i feel like even though I can't even think of the ones that I've seen, but just like hearing about the reviews and what they're about and looking at the trailers and everything, they're just, they're the same thing. Somebody goes out, they get possessed, and they're like, oh, no, they're not possessed by a demon. Yeah, they're possessed by a demon. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Here comes the priest. Bada boom, bada bang. We're done. So I wasn't, yeah, I I wasn't interested in seeing this at all. This just seemed like, especially it being Halloween season, it, it just seemed like it was just one of those films that were put out there to cash grab unfortunately.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a subgenre with exorcism films that I just, I don't, I'm just not gravitating towards being, you're right, it is the same thing. You kind of know what's going to happen. It's not really that interesting most of the time.
0: No, and there's some films that, you know, some of these possession films that do have an exorcism at the end of it or in the third act, and I am, uh, I'm cool with that. Like I said, The Conjuring is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. It's like in my top ten. And, there are some things that you can you can do in these possession films uh, to make them better. But I don't know. I saw the trailer for I don't even think I saw the trailer. I just like saw something about this film and it just it looked uninspired. So, no, I uh, was not looking forward to this. Caitlin, we went ahead. We watched The Exorcist original. We did an episode on it. We also watched Exorcist 2 The Heretic and we watched one of the prequel films because the prequel films are actually there's one in 2004 and one in 2005 and they're actually the same film but different cuts so the 2005 one was originally made the studio didn't like it so they came in and basically made their own theatrical producer's cut and released in 2004 and it bombed at the box office mm-hmm. so then they went ahead took $35,000 that they scraped out from somewhere because it wasn't from that other movie and they gave it to the director and told him, "Hey, go ahead and finish your Dominion project." So he did, and they released it in 2005, and it also failed. So then we got to 2006. <laughs> uh, site so no. But yeah, it just we watched the 2005. From what I was reading, the 2005 seemed like the better cut of the film. Not saying it it received anything uh, positive reviews, but it was the better cut of the film. Granted, 2004 set a low bar. But, Caitlin, what did you think uh, about this whole, this franchise?
1: I do kind of wish we had watched The Exorcist 3. I mean, I don't, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> I don't want to watch it. But I do think it is something that some people have said. It's the better of the sequels or prequels or whatever you want to call it. Um, but as far as this franchise goes, I enjoyed the first film, but... These two other films that came after, I thought they were such a chore for me to watch. The second one in particular is, I don't, I don't, I don't even understand the route that they went with that film. I I feel like watching that whole film, I was just confused like 90% of the time (laughs) and it was, it was difficult to get through. We have like weird themes and weird plot points in there that just didn't make sense to me and they were random and that was it was it was not <laughs> a good film for me and then watching dominion it took me it took me two days to watch dominion and i it wasn't even just two sittings. Like it took multiple sittings for me to get through Dominion because it is just a slog of a film. It's not all bad. I think there are things that I did like about Dominion and a lot of things I did not like about Dominion, but it definitely it's, it's a slow film.
0: (laughs) Yes. I would, I would give the franchise something. They, we, we just said that like a lot of these exorcist films, they seem like they're just doing the same thing. You know, we got, we got the same set. Mm -hmm these films went in completely different directions uh, first the sequel did. I wish I could tell you what direction that was but I had no idea where I was like they just kind of <laughs> blindfold you shoot you in the knee and then push you off a helicopter yep and that's what it felt like yeah and it was I like it is it is a good example of bad writing in which there is no urgency of a plot. And there's no establishment of conflict and how that can just ruin a whole movie because I just did not understand what what was going on, what was the goal from the from the protagonist like it was just mm-hmm. it, was, it was just it wasn't even like random like there was kind of a um timeline taking place and some things that they were trying to do and then somehow they circled back around to the original exorcist. It was ridiculous. I will give the movie points on the aesthetic. Granted, that's because I liked the 70s. Uh, for a while, I thought this movie was in the future. Uh, like, it just, I don't know. There was, like, there were so many reflections. Like, there were so many things made out of mirrors. And the office of the psychiatrist, of the psychiatry office, like, their building, their clinic, I don't know. Like, they had this 360, everything was made of two-way, Um, or, yeah, I guess two-way glass. Uh, No, windows. Everything was, like, window-paned. It was interesting. Uh, They also, I thought we were in the future because they had this machine that you can see other people's thoughts by blinking lights and mm-hmm. straps on your head. And that was, I was like, that's really guys were just throwing I okay, nobody cares. But I don't know, there seemed to be like some type of care in there because they, I don't know, they were like trying to say some things and there was like these really intrinsic, in, like, um, I don't know, plot lines. James Earl Jones shows up at some point. <laughs> uh, I, it was it was a very odd movie
1: in it, a locust costume.
0: <laughs> yeah, in a locust costume. Yeah, we get so we start talk, start talking about locust, but we find out you know it's Pazuzu is that the demon, but anyway, it, yeah, that's an awful film. Like it is really bad. <laughs> it, it's just some of the like I can't even say it's like some of the worst writing because it seemed like they did have some idea of like. Like, there there was something interesting going on in their head, but once it got down to paper, it just, it was awful. Now, Dominion, Dominion, I almost, I, it was, my finger was hovering the send button to you, Caitlin, and I was going to tell you, don't worry about this movie. Don't watch it. I'm going to stop right here. I'm not going to watch this further. I hated this film. I've never had (laughs) such hate for a film in which. Not only is my hate so great for the film, but it's not even like because the film was so bad. There's like a lot of films that I hate because they're just so they're so bad that they're like they're annoying. Uh but this film, it wasn't even because of the quality that I hate this film. This is the most offensive movie I've ever seen. I there's something that happens in this and I did not want to continue on through because I was like this is this is just one of the most like offensive, like just you just spat in my face type of things that I've ever seen in a movie before. Uh, and, you know, you say like, oh, well, why you got to bring, you know, the social justice into it, and everything. And yes, it did have to do with race. Uh there's, Actually, there's also some repeated violence against women in this movie as well. Uh, But I mean, I hope that by listening, you guys know that like it, it is there. Like, and I don't always try to look for it, and it just happens to be there. And I think, you know, I think I go ahead and I excuse a lot. I think I, you know, Caitlin may think that I excuse a little bit too much. Like sometimes yeah. my, my morals and my thinking and my perspective, she questions a bit because I excuse a lot. Am I am I wrong to say that, Caitlin?
1: Uh, we have different views on things. We definitely intake things differently.
0: Yeah. So I. You know, this isn't always an issue for me and I'm not gonna go into what was wrong with this and what I found offensive. I'll let you know that yeah, it did have to do with uh, insensitivity to race and culture and misrepresentation of individuals and also the, the violence against women. I could talk like twenty minutes or more about this this movie and everything that I, I absolutely hated about it and everything that everything that it did offensively. And it's just crazy that this was 2005. Uh, And I'm not saying like the director or anybody making this was racist, but definitely insensitive. And we definitely were in a different time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's something that this franchise in general has an issue with is the othering of different cultures and and kind of showing other cultures as like a sense of like mysticism and kind of like primitive thinking and it definitely this film definitely does that and i think that dominion was confused about the message that it wanted to portray because i think it tries to say something about colonialism uh, particularly british colonialism and the negative effects there but at the same time you also continue to portray uh these people in in a primitive way and kind of refutes that argument over and over and over again and that's where I think that it was it came off as more offensive because I just feel like it I don't know I don't know what the director's intense what intention was but it definitely did not come off well at all
0: no and I don't even think some of these things were really of conscious mind I just think that like the director you know he has seen all these films and he thought that this was just the norm and he mm-hmm. put yeah. that out on screen. And again, this is why we talk about this stuff. And this is why we have to talk about it instead of just letting it die out because it won't.
1: It also comes off as white savior to this film um, with Father Marin being the main lead character. And I don't know. like, Like I said, like they even make points of like saying that the British colonialism that their british museum is full of stolen artifacts like it makes points to to mention that and how christianity is coming into this culture and just like forcing their religion onto it but at the same time the quote-unquote good character of a like model character in this film is a priest that is coming in and doing those things and you present him as a good guy so i don't i don't know i i feel like in a way it was trying to make everyone seemed bad, but the way but it, it went about bad, it just was not, not good.
0: Yeah, no. The uh, I'm gonna hold off. Now if somebody wants to like later on message me about it, you know, I can put out like the 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 what is it called? The timestamps so you can see it for yourself and I can write what what was wrong with it. If you are really genuinely interested in what it was, reach uh reach out to us on social media and I'll let you know. But I, I don't wanna a lot of this stuff that we, we have said before and also these episodes are kind of longer usually and I don't want to go on for 20 to 30 minutes about it. But it's just, yeah, this film is super offensive and I almost stopped watching it and I hate this film. So that's the other thing that I was upset about with this. So finding out that this was a legacy sequel trilogy that I had to go see and then I had to watch this prequel and how offensive it was. Now, let's talk about what works and doesn't work in this franchise, Caitlin. Want to go ahead and kick us all with Let's talk about some positives. Let's get some positive energy in here.
1: Um, I think what works particularly in the first one. I mean, it, I think that the exorcism element is something that I would want to see in the franchise as being well done. Cuz I think it was well done in the original and I would like to see it continue on in the franchise. Um, just because I think that there was a good build-up to that uh, and how that went out. And I think there is a build-up in the other films that we watch as well, between like the slow burn to the build-up of conquering the evil. Um, and I mean, sometimes, yeah, it was too slow, but I do like that it did have that build-up in general.
0: Yeah, I do like that build-up. I think the exorcism, exorcism in the first one was good and it's something I would like to see in the other ones. However, it's- they're not done well in the other ones. They do have them, and yeah, they're just—they're not done well. They—they they try to go over the top. I think is one problem with it. Uh, they like—they just again, it—we've w- seen this film, and there's really not too much to expand upon. So then they just try to build up on it even more, and you get that sequelitis, and it doesn't work. It just falls over. Mm-hmm. So kind of a good and a bad with this. But if you can—if you can do it well, the exorcism portion is interesting uh i like the you know what i like from the first one and what i like with possession films as well what i think helps out is when you have a good family dynamic because mm-hmm. when a possession really interrupts it interrupts that family dynamic it it turns you know you're rooting for this family but now you got something in it that's you know either the key piece gets possessed you know the one kind of holding it down uh and it just puts everybody in this awkward position, in this fearful position. And you do care for not only the one that's possessed, but for the the other individuals as well. Uh, That's one of the reasons I love The Conjuring is that you have a huge family in that. And the family aspect works out really well.
1: Something else I like about this franchise is a lot of times I think that there's usually a character who is the cynic and sometimes they get on my last nerves. But I think in general with these films, there is a theme of cynicism with these films and what's happening, and kind of reconciling what you know in science and medical versus um, the spiritual aspect of it. And I, I like that theme. I think that it it does it pretty well.
0: Yeah, I like that theme as well. It does it better in the first one, of course, and they kind of try to play it out in the in the other films. They they'll say something about it, but they'll try to add more to the conversation. Without saying th- anything else. And mm-hmm. it kinda starts to it starts to fall apart. They're like adding too much on top without a good basis. And one more thing with about the possession of the family, just want to put out some good examples there other than the conjuring. Uh movies like Evil Dead Rise, Ouija uh Ouija board two, which was surprisingly good and I like that one.
1: That was good. Yeah. I forgot I, about that one.
0: Yeah, that that one's good. When you have that, that family dynamic being interrupted and you you care for them. And that's one of the problems with the the second exorcist, exorcist is that you don't care for the individuals because they never even mm-hmm. like established them really. Like, yes, yeah, Linda Blair, you know, the little girl, but we never really got to know Lind- uh, Linda Blair's character, Reagan. We never really got to know her mm-hmm. because she was possessed most of the time. We got to know Pazuzu what he was about i
1: do like her nanny housemaid whatever she is to her uh because she's in the sequel and i she was in the original as well and i i do like her as a character i was happy to see her again
0: i did too until the ending what they decided to well, do with yeah. her yeah <laughs> uh now what are, what are some things that don't work in this franchise and also you know if you want to include things of possession and exorcist films as well you know just to kind of um, expand the conversation. Go ahead.
1: Uh, well, I mentioned the aspect of other cultures and how this franchise treats other cultures that I didn't like. Um, like I said, the slow pace I think doesn't... It needs to be kicked up a little bit. Um, it's something I like and dislike. Like I said, I like the slow burn, but it, it sometimes it just gets a little bit too much. Um, something else that I didn't like about this franchise was the... Father Marin, I mean, I liked Father Marin as a character, but I think that it just focuses way too much on him. So I was like so done with Father Marin because he's definitely not the most interesting character in the first one. So I don't know why the the sequels focus so much on him, the sequels and the prequels.
0: Yeah, I agree uh, on, on both of those. I think it does have a, it does start off a bit slow, especially when you know where you're going to be going. And then Father Marin, I don't know why so much is, I, I think it's because there's so much more that you can say about him. And that's the, kind of the thing with the with prequels and why studios, they go with prequels is because the, you can add in a lot about something that is sort of established instead of really having to think mm-hmm. too much about the future of the character.
1: I think too, I didn't like knowing more about the demon. I feel like the more they tried to add to this demon story, the less interested I was about it. And so, I don't think that everything needs to be necessarily explained away in horror films. And I also think that the demon, at some point in these films, they kind of go through the motions. Like, you kind of know how the demon's going to react and the things that the demon's mm-hmm. going to do. And I think that the demon in the first film like he was we we mentioned it in our uh, other episode he's a bit of a smart ass so uh, like it was engaging to watch but I feel like sometimes if they don't really have that cleverness if it's just doom and gloom it can be a bit boring
0: yes I I agree there I mean though I would have actually liked to see a prequel about the demon like we got to see what the demon went through during his days that made him a demon I don't know It'd be more interesting than whatever we got, and the and those yeah, CGI I don't jackals. Think I would have wanted that. <laughs> I would like to see the life of Pazuzu.
1: Right. I think you just. I don't know. I don't. I don't understand the backstory of Pazuzu. But I think in general, like you're just a demon, <laughs> like right.
0: Yeah, but that's the thing. Like we never get think really you get to see. Become a demon. Yeah, we never really get to see like the story of the demon. So that's why I thought it'd be interesting.
1: I mean, what what is their story to make? He like gets. He just follows Satan, and he's in hell. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but like, why? How? What's it like down there? What do you do on a basis, like a daily basis? Like, what's your daily routine? I'm just routine?
1: imagining like The Good Place. You just want to watch The Good Place, but with Pazuzu.
0: <laughs> oh, that that, mm, that does sound good. <laughs> I would say another thing that doesn't work with this franchise and possession films is that we know where it's going. And, you know, it does follow similar beats. And I would say with those films that I do like, uh, with the exception of Evil Dead the exorcism portion is probably the least exciting moment of the film, except for the original exorcist. Uh, but I always mm-hmm. think like the first and second act and the first half of the third act are better than the final, the the, the climactic scenes. All right. Well, let's go ahead and I'm, I'm interested, Caitlin, because I don't know. I'm just I'm interested to see where you land with this one. So what did you think of exorcist? Believer?
1: It was a movie. I think that there's some good horror elements in this film. I think in general I liked it better than some of the reviews I've seen. Because it's definitely getting a lot of really bad reviews. I think my issue, and I think my issue with a lot of modern horror is... So I mentioned with the first Exorcism, you definitely see some social commentary, some feminist commentary. In that, that you can pull from the original Exorcist. But I don't think it really hits it on the nose- but I feel like modern horror doesn't really know how to juggle social commentary and horror elements very well. I feel like a lot of times it's just very on the nose. And sometimes it's so on the nose and then it doesn't really know what it wants to do with it. And the sometimes the commentary that it ends up making just seems abysmal. And I think that was my issue with this film. So just as a little bit of a content warning for this film, this film definitely goes into issues with childhood sexual trauma, and that, in a way, that is extremely triggering. Uh, It goes, it doesn't really hold a lot of punches with this theme, but then when we get down into it and what it's trying to say, I don't think that it really goes anywhere that's hopeful or anything like that, and I don't think that film's especially horror films, I don't think that they need to be hopeful. I'm not that type of person that really needs that ending. But just to tackle on a theme that is so intense as that, and then where this film leads, it's just, it was a, it was off-putting. It was very off-putting. Um, as far as other aspects of the film, I did enjoy a lot of aspects of this film. I thought that the possession in general was, was interesting to watch. I think that there are some good horror elements, um, and I think that I liked the relationship between these characters, and kind of reading in between the lines of how these characters interact and think is also interesting to me. There are, of course, some of the recoolisms. We get legacy characters that come in that I think should have just been cut completely because it doesn't add anything to the film, and it wasn't a great performance either so i didn't really like that aspect as well so i mean i'm kind of middle of the road with this film i don't feel too strongly either way i don't think it's as bad as others are saying but there are a lot of things that i think could have been done way way better
0: yeah i i agree with you caitlin uh you man i i i can't think of anything that i disagree about you when you said that this is a movie because <laughs> this truly is a movie. I uh, I'll give it that. Um it's a first, second and third act. It's above an hour 20 minutes. <laughs> God damn, man. This movie was just boring to me. It was boring, uneventful. Really? Uh yeah, I like when I finished it, I was like, "Okay. Now I am not I don't agree with the the ratings. They are, I think think that they are a bit harsh, but I'm definitely not on the positive end of this film. I think it has a great opening it has a great opening. It's a pretty devastating opening as well. I do like the yeah. father-daughter relationship from our main family and it does say some commentary that is interesting, but they don't say too much about it. Yeah. And it kind of like they kind of switch what they kind of switch up on what they're trying to say. It's like they ran out of things to say about the first thing even though they had not much to say. And then they went on to this the then they went on to something else and they didn't have much to say about that. And I think some of that one of the issues is, is that we waste time with this legacy character. We spend we have like she gets shoehorned in, and it's probably about like twenty or thirty minutes that I'm not even saying had to be cut from the film, though that would have been nice, but actually you could have been spent on um playing with this with these two families who didn't know each other. Uh, having them interact with each other and play into some of that commentary. There's also a commentary of multiple religions and how that comes into play during a possession. That you could have made more commentary on that, but we have this legacy character in here for no reason. And it's also, man, like like you said, her performance isn't good. It, it's bad. <laughs> it's so it's so line reading. She's just reading lines. Like even moments like when it's multiple lines she's saying them back to back to back she's just getting through them uh you can really see it like there's this one scene where she's playing like it's a sad moment and she's playing against the uh the lead actor here and the way he's emoting is like he just heard something devastating and like he's really feeling some emotion and she did not put that out at all no. uh she,
1: I feel like it doesn't help, too, that you have Ann Dowd in this film, who I think is a very, very good actress. So everyone else around her also, in comparison, just greatly failed.
0: Yeah. And she, I mean, she did come in. The only reason she's in this movie is because she got paid twice the salary they offered her. She turned it down, mm-hmm. and which is insane to me, that she got double the salary from Jason Blum. Like, you can't wow. get an extra $50 for your movie if you're the director from Jason Blum and she got double her salary and you watch this film, you're like, why? Like it would actually been a good thing if she hadn't accepted that money. Now she did give it to a scholarly, fu- uh, a scholarship uh, fundraiser. So, you know, but she was here for the paycheck nonetheless. And it is, it is a parent. Then as far as the possession, I'm, I like how the possession ended. I thought that was bold. I thought they did something that was very bold and I respect that. And that's pretty much the last thing I got, good thing I have to say about the film. Uh, Because then we get to the actual possession, and I thought it was just, it was just the normal thing. Like, it's not as, the things they say are not as shocking as the original Exorcist. They're kind of just, they're just doing the growls and saying, you know, uh, offensive things, but none of it is strong. It's just kind of, uh, I feel like we're just watching their audition tapes during the whole thing. And some of it is laughable. I had some laughs during this movie. Uh, The makeup. In this film, I mentioned in the uh, you'll you'll hear it in the Exorcist episode if you haven't watched it, listened to it already, or haven't listened to it yet because this will actually be releasing before it. But the makeup is nice and grounded in that first Exorcist film. In this, it is not, and there's like the problem is is that they look like they're transforming, like their bone structure actually changes, and mm-hmm. they look more like a deadite from Evil Dead. Which is alright, because it's Evil Dead. Like, there's not... We're, we're not trying to ground this film. That, that works for Evil Dead. But in here, it's like, are they possessed or is she about to turn into a werewolf?
1: I feel like for me, it was like the speed of which that happened, too, was an issue.
0: And again, because we waste so, many, so much time, we waste 20 minutes with this legacy character in here. And then we got to sprinkle in, like, these moments. Because there's two girls now, so they... That's another problem, is that, like, so there's two possessions... So they both have to have their moments of, you know, um, disorderly conduct, you know, disturbing the peace. So we're kind of seeing like them both kind of do similar performances, just in different settings. And that's not, I mean, that, that, that gets redundant. How they get possessed. Now, I wish you just didn't tell me. We mentioned in The Exorcist, like, it works because they don't tell you. And in other films, you know, in a lot of possession films, we see, hey, they're messing with spirits, messing with that old Ouija board. Got to break out that old Ouija board or, you know, they go ahead and they cite something they shouldn't cite. In this, though, it's like they wave something in front of a candle and they say, um, call out to this person and then they get possessed. Like there's no rules. There's no establishment of why they got possessed, really. The one girl mentions that the other girl knew about this because she's really into the Bible, but she's a Christian. And I don't know, Caitlin, you're- Like
1: she's Protestant.
0: Yeah, you're- uh, are you Protestant Christian?
1: I'm something.
0: You're something. Okay. Uh, we don't I'm, need to
1: go into that. <laughs> I don't okay. want to talk about my religious views.
0: I, I'm I'm Protestant, and I've I've gone to church, Sunday school, that type of thing. I, I'm not gonna say like I know the whole Bible, but I don't know anywhere in the Bible that it tells you how to speak to the dead
1: no i mean granted i don't i can't speak for all protestant religions because i i don't know enough about them because they're very different protestant just means not catholic so there's a whole different brazilian types of protestant but the way that i saw this particular church they seemed a little bit more like baptist maybe to me maybe and like i don't think that's something that they really go into so and especially like as a kid like they're not teaching you that in Sunday school. <laughs>
0: No, and even if you look into the Bible, like because the Bible is the Bible still. Um I th- I think like really with the Christian religion is just it kind of changes with the interpretation of the of the Bible, but like the Bible is the same across the board. The Old Testament and New Testament. Like it is it's written uh, the same. It's just how you interpret it that kind of changes the the faith. I mean,
1: there's different versions.
0: Okay. I don't know of any version that of like the Chris- Christian religion that tells you Teaches you how to basically do a uh, seance. A seance.
1: Seance. <laughs> no, I I don't know because that's something that is generally frowned upon in the Christian religion because that would fall under like witchcraft.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. It, it just it seemed like they did not care about that at all, and a lot about this. They just this is so by the numbers. It's just a boring. It's a boring film. I felt the runtime. Uh, oh, I will give it one more credit. You mentioned the, the, uh, the theme of sexual assault in here. I think they did a good job when it came to the, when they were doing the sexual assault kit. Uh, we talked about that on the show before because I've, I've never done a sexual assault kit, but I've been the one to like, uh, to, to handle the, the evidence that comes from it to be like the one, like, cause I was an evidence custodian. We, we had that in our evidence room. So like I knew about the, the process as well, uh, and I knew it was a very invasive uh, procedure, but of course i never I never had firsthand experience, and I've never seen it portrayed before either in in any in any medium. So it was interesting seeing it here, and I think it did have that impact of being invasive and uncomfortable
1: um I mean, I've seen it portrayed in other media, but I don't know i like I said, I feel like. If they had gone somewhere with this, maybe. But I feel like it was just uncomfortable to me. And I don't necessarily need to be comfortable when I'm watching horror. But it's something that I think they tackled on this theme. And it just didn't it didn't go anywhere. I think that, like I said, with modern horror, I think they latch too hard onto social themes. It's very on the nose. And then when it comes to the third act, they just don't know what to do. They don't know how to handle that theme anymore. They just want to get into the horror aspects. And so that kind of goes out the window. And it just doesn't it doesn't work. It doesn't work for me.
0: Yeah. Well with with theme aside, I think I just think that scene worked well because also I think it's something that a lot of movies pass over when uh because they do go missing and then they're found. I think it's something that uh movies most of the time they just move past. Because even watching that, I was like, they should definitely go ahead and do a sexual assault kit. Because they don't know what happened mm-hmm. to these kids, and then they did one. I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." So somebody, there's some thought going into this film. Uh, yeah, I just yeah, don't then think they that this th-
1: is a film that needed to be in.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, I, I respect that it's something you know, like part of the procedure uh, that someone actually looked into, uh, kind of makes it a little bit more, you know, as a bit of realism, uh, grounding foundation. Now, as far as the themes in this movie, I agree. Uh, that's problem we have in these. Modern horror movies wanting to have more social commentary, but then they don't know what to do once they get to the third act. And I think this movie Mm -hmm. was still trying to at the third act, but then when movies got to be spooky, movies got to be spooky and movie ain't speaking.
1: Now, I disagree with you that this film was boring or uneventful because I was pretty engaged throughout this film. And I actually did like the whole way that this possession happened. I think that there was more off screen with this ritual than what it showed. Yes, and I would assume that they did some like research online and stuff on how to do this. And, but I liked that that they went missing. Um, I liked that the way they showed back up. I liked that whole commentaries like, oh, maybe they were walking in hell. Um, I liked all that. I thought that was interesting to me. As far though, as there's a storyline here because the mother is absent from this family. It's something that we've seen before. Um, that's something we just saw and talk to me was very similar in theme. And I think talk to me did it a little bit better. Um, but seeing it again in this film, I was just like, all right, this is kind of boring. I don't, this is, you know, basic.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, I found the whole movie to be basic though. Uh, aside from like <laughs> a couple, like I said, the beginning, I, uh, uh, Aside from the parts that I praised, I found this movie to be pretty basic.
1: Uh, I liked the way that you said that they kind of bring in other cultures and religion, religious practices into this film because, like I said, this is something that the franchise has a real issue with um, as far as othering other cultures and just generally seeing other cultures, religious practices as primitive. And so this is something that I think that I think that they could have done a little bit more. Um, I think that even still Christianity Catholicism reigns as like the triumphant religion in this film to a degree. But I think that the way that they tried to balance those different point of views was interesting. And even you have the Protestant pastor in this film, which was interesting to me. So I think that, you know, they tried and I can commend them for trying and I can commend what they did do well with that.
0: Yeah, even though it kind of had a cheesy, like a symbol feel to it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did.
0: But yeah, I, I mean, I like I like that. I just wish they said more about it, and I feel like we wasted time with the legacy character that that could have been. We could have had a lot said. Yeah. Cause man, it. Who this may be one of the worst. This well, This is definitely one of the worst. This may be the worst uh, legacy character.
1: See, I don't agree with you there because I do think that... I know they they spent more time than they should have, but they spend less time than I think other legacy sequels do. Like the f- Scream 4? What was it? F-
0: okay, scream? yeah. um, Or no, like, uh, Scream 5 in, and 6.
1: Yeah, like they, I think, is even worse to me because they shoo them in and then they make them so heavy on the plot. Like this... Like you could cut it out and probably there wouldn't be much of a difference between the, in the film, which I I guess I guess I understand why you think that's worse. But at the same time, like, I don't think I think like once she was off screen, I could just pretend that it wasn't there.
0: Well, no, because then the, they have some moments where they cut back to her.
1: True. But I mean, I don't know.
0: Uh, but I definitely
1: was not the worst for me.
0: I, I was definitely thinking about Scream as well. So I'm glad you brought that up and reminded me because that's something I thought about, too. I was like, well, at least. They're not so plot heavy enforced in there, but at the same time, it's like man, because I I can tell like you could have spent this time elsewhere. At least with uh, at least with Scream, like they were with the other characters, so it's not like I felt like I was wasting so much time with them. But I do think Scream is pretty bad.
1: Scream is awful, I it.
0: Yeah, they I mean, it's it's neck and neck. It's a neck and neck race. I don't know. Scream
1: for me is just way worse.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, that's. Honestly, that's everything I got to say about the film. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and introduce the spoilers. Let's continue talking about this film, but let's bring in some spoilers. Expand the conversation, even though, I mean, if you heard what I said, basic film, I'm not going to have much to say about the spoilers, but there's there's some things to talk about, I think. If you are, if you have not seen this film yet, it just came out. If you have not seen this film, you want to go out and watch it, go ahead, come back and listen to the rest of the show. Uh, if you have seen this film or you don't care about spoilers, then hey, proceed on through. Now, Caitlin, before we go back into our discussion, you know, just kind of break it up a little bit. Uh, do you feel that this movie was needed, wanted, or at least welcomed, or was it just pointless?
1: I think it was pointless. I mean, and like you said, we have so many exorcism movies. Why do we need another exorcist movie in that franchise?
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I got nothing. It just, to add.
1: I don't. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm I don't. I don't even
0: think we need the other Exorcist films that aren't part of this franchise.
1: <laughs> True.
0: Where you want to go ahead and start with spoilers?
1: Um. So just going off of the legacy character, obviously we were kind of skirting around it, but the legacy character was Chris, and at the end, even Reagan herself. Uh. But that was something. While I was watching, I was like, I, I guess. I mean, I, Chris was the worst actress in the first film, and her acting did not get any better. But I was thinking, well, this whole backstory of Reagan not being there, that's really dumb. But at the same time, it might be more of like a scream type of legacy shoe in if Reagan was there. So I was like, maybe at least it's a good thing Reagan's not there. But then they brought her back at the end <laughs> for like a two-second clip. I was like, this just doesn't make sense. Why?
0: I'm also tired of these legacy characters giving these reasons for why their children aren't present or why this person isn't present. Because we had that same yeah. thing with Indiana Jones. I'm like, can't you just yep. say that they're at home chilling? Yeah. Like, why can't Why can't we just say that?
1: Like, we don't need to explain away their lack of presence in the film.
0: Also, this uh, this actress, she's the one that plays Miss uh, Goldfarb in Wrecking for a Dream, which I think she did already in it that doesn't one.
1: Really mean anything to me, but okay.
0: <laughs> Wait, you've seen Wrecking for a Dream, right?
1: I have, but I won't pretend like I remember any names from that film.
0: Well she was the she was the mother trying to go on a diet.
1: Okay, gotcha.
0: Yeah. She, okay. Yeah. She was the she was the main she was the the, the the mother of the main character. Okay. And one gotcha. of uh the third story that was or the fourth story that was explored in that movie. Which I think she did okay. a good job in that one. Uh, but she clearly is for here for a paycheck and hasn't acted in a while. Uh how did you feel about the the exorcist itself?
1: Uh, I would have seen like to have seen a little bit more craziness. There is one scene where everything just says kind of go a little bit wild. Everyone's kind of talking over each other. It's loud. Uh, I like that moment, but I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of that in the Exorcist itself. I think that it it could have done a little bit more over the top.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, I'm wondering. I'm like, how do you make this over the top? Like, that's the well, uh, that's I mean, kind the of the original problem. Film with, did it, but even the original film, like. That, that's I think that's the issue is that the original film was the original film and it did it and there's not much more you can do with it. You have the head turning, bed floating, offensive language. The only way that you can really push it up more is when you get into that evil dead territory where they're fighting back. And here it's just people being thrown across the room and somebody does have their neck turned all the way around, uh, which was, I didn't realize until because I watched the original Exorcist after this one, not for the first time, but the... Uh, third time i forgot that the the guy when he had fell from the steps they said that his head was actually first turned all the way around so this was kind of a callback mm-hmm. to that uh but yeah i don't know it's just it's just like any other possession that you see they're they're tied down things are moving everywhere everybody's saying something they're also talking over and insulting them
1: Well, I think I like the deception of the demon and the mind games and manipulation there. And I feel like we could have seen a little bit more of that. And then for the original Exorcist, I can't really spoil the original Exorcist, but you see a throwdown. Like, I feel like there's, there's like levels to the Exorcism, there's stages of the Exorcism. And I think that one stage after the other kind of does something a little bit different.
0: Yeah, which is why I like, which the original Exorcist, like I like the way they handled it. Well, I like the way Father Caris ha- handled it. <laughs> uh, that we just, yeah, we don't really see anybody get real creative with it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I feel like there was a lack of creativity, except for the, I guess, the ultimatum at the end. Yeah,
0: the the ultimatum that I, that's where I said I do respect the film. That the that was a bold move. That was a bold move to basically that 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 little girl's soul was condemned. Now I guess that's what the trilogy is going to be looking at her in the next film is going to be looking at because the next film is called the deceiver. So maybe mm-hmm. it's going to go into like, now they got to go ahead and get these other people. They got to assemble the crew again. And now they're going to go to to hell or whatever to go get her soul back. But I liked, I like what they did. I liked the the deceiving from, uh, from the demon. And I liked that, you know, they actually, they went ahead and d- did not give her like the demon went through with their plans. There wasn't any like exception. It was like, no, I told you what was going to happen. We're like, I'm going to do what demons do. And I'm going to, I'm going to take her soul. And I do like that where you hear the, the father goes um, Chrissy or whatever her name was. I choose you. And then the demon was mm -hmm. like, and I choose you. Mm -hmm. That was good. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah. I appreciate that. They like followed through with it, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, what is the end goal of these demons? Because, Yeah, I don't know. I think for me, I just, I don't understand. Is the end goal really just to kill one little girl? Is that the demon's whole plan or is there something more?
0: That's why I said, if they do a prequel, I would like to learn more about the demon.
1: (laughs) I don't need to learn more about the demon. I just want to know his, the goal, because if you're looking at it from a religious standpoint, like, isn't the goal more, like, isn't there a bigger picture here?
0: I don't know, but like, I would say I give credit to Asidius because Asidius, like, They went into the demon's world and we got to see a little bit of that. So like, yeah, but I, I, with these, with these movies, I don't get it. It's like, what are the demons doing? Do they got like something going on? Why do they go ahead and just possess these people and take their souls? Like, what are they doing?
1: Mm -hmm. I don't need to see a prequel of it.
0: (laughs) I want the prequel. I want the daily (laughs) life of the demons.
1: Um, another thing that I thought was a little bit shoot in was this idea of community, because this was not a community. Like the whole idea that like they all need to come together to save these girls because community is the thing that they all have in common with exorcisms to help them through. And I'm like, uh, these people like don't really know each other like that. They don't even really like each other like that. So I thought that was a little bit shoot in.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was. It it felt so like a TV movie when they were all sitting there. Uh, or when they were like all lined up, they're like, Are "You guys ready to do yeah. this?" They're like, "You have my sword."
1: Like, yeah, it was it was a little weird. It was a little shoot in. Like I said, I did like um, the neighbor in this film, but I think it's just because I like the actress uh, for Anne Dowd. I thought that she did a good job, and I liked her character overall until she like was starting to fail with the exorcism. That was like, all right, whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, that exorcism had uh had some issues. And then the Catholic priest comes in, like uh, I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of one of the cliches of, of, oh, that hero's here now. They're about to turn the turn the tide of the battle.
1: Yeah, his acting was bothering me too. He was no Father Carcis.
0: <laughs> yeah, he came in like the Hulk. I'm always praying, <laughs> or like the the um, Eagles.
1: Yeah, but I I think I did like the Exorcist moments, the horror moments when she's in the bathroom, kind of being a weirdo. Uh, the other little girl when she's walking down the aisle with the church. I like those horror moments. I, I did actually really enjoy those, and I thought those were eventful.
0: I didn't. I didn't like the one in the church. I was like, I, I don't know. I didn't like that one. I didn't. The bathroom one just made me think about it too much. So, like, so does the demon give him teleportation powers? Also, what is up with this petty crap of just flicking the lights on and off? And why did it take him for so long just to look to the right of him?
1: I don't know, but it was funny because the. We watched the movie and the lights started to come on, but then they were just like flickering as they came on. I'm like, this is perfect in the theater.
0: (laughs) That that is good. That is good. But it, yeah, none of it. The only thing that got me was that this demon played by prison rules. Because the first thing they do is, uh, because he's like talking to her in the bed and she's like, all right, now go away. Like, don't touch me. And then she comes (laughs) up behind him at that one point, puts the blanket over her head and just, you know, just takes out the biggest dude in the house. Just knocks him <laughs> against that, the the railing. I'm like, God dang. Like, not playing around. Yeah, see, around. I like
1: those moments, too. Like, I thought that was eventful. One thing with this film, though, and it is also an issue, I think, in the original Exorcist, is I'm never really sure how old these girls are supposed to be. Because they, they look older, but then they act a lot younger than what they look.
0: These were 13. Hmm. Because they say 13 years later after her, after she was born.
1: Yeah see like at times I thought she was acting a little bit young uh, particularly well I think also the whole like interaction between her and her dad at the beginning when she like takes his bacon and they're playing games like it it was a little weird to me like it was definitely very it felt very rehearsed it didn't feel like a genuine connection between these two characters.
0: Yeah I was feeling everything else before that like everything else felt genuine between them but that was in there because Reagan and her mother have that that kind of that she takes like food from her or something in the original Exorcist. Yeah. So that's the but only I'm, reason like, I was in there. That's why
1: it just feels like not genuine.
0: Yeah. Everything else feels good, but that moment, you know, that moment that they forced in there, the writing in this movie is not good. uh anything else you want to talk about while spoilers are up?
1: uh no. Okay.
0: Do you? F- bleh, never mind. uh what do you give this film on a letter grade basis?
1: I think I'll give it a C minus. Okay. Like I said, I I actually did enjoy some of the horror elements, and I thought it was in generally just an engaging movie. But the way, like I said, the way it handles the social issues, just I wasn't a fan, and I think that it just could have done a lot more uh, towards the end of the film. And that legacy, and the whole legacy shoe, and I just couldn't <laughs> bad.
0: <laughs> hmm. I give this movie a D. Um. Only thing really holding it from a D minus or an E or some. Some bold, like the bold move with the exorcism and some better points in the story. There like, well, better scenes in the story. Uh But yeah, it drops the ball on commentary. It's it's just, a, I found it to be boring throughout and yet a crammed in, wait, what did I say already? Boring, crammed in legacy character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm even trying to think about other things in this movie and like no, nothing happens. Yeah, this is a boring film. I was bored.
1: Yeah, that's where we're, we're very different. Um, and I definitely will say, though, I don't think that this is as bad as reviews are saying. Like, even looking at, like, the letterbox reviews, there's so many one stars, and I don't think I would go, like, if we were doing a star rating, I don't think I would go down to one star.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I do not agree with the, the ratings, and it is being compared against the original Exorcist, of course, uh, but, I mean, I don't disagree that is negative. But I do disagree. Like I don't think this is one of the worst films out there. I don't think it's one of the worst films of the year. Uh, those are a lot of films I have.
1: I definitely don't think it's the worst legacy horror film either.
0: Oh no, no, um, God, Hellraiser. Ooh, no, I hate Hellraiser yeah, just, like, more than I was this. They was
1: taken Hellraiser. Hellraiser was bad.
0: So yeah, I'll give it a I'll give it a D. I think I feel good with giving it a D. I wonder what I gave Hellraiser. It's so whatever it was, I want to bring it down lower.
1: I know, Hellraiser was, yeah, it was bad.
0: And that's getting a TV series by this director. Uh,
1: by David Gordon Green, or whatever his name is.
0: Yeah, whatever his name is. Uh, yeah, he's doing a TV series for Hellraiser.
1: Yeah, I think I need him to stop with the Legacy sequels. Like, that's like his whole thing now. What else has he directed other than...
0: I don't know, Legacy sequel, the movie. <laughs> he, as long as he doesn't get Nightmare on Elm Street, I'm cool.
1: Oh, he did mostly comedies before, like he did Pineapple Express. Yeah, Your Highness. Interesting.
0: Which makes sense how he got paired up with Danny McBride. So Danny McBride is probably the one that actually brought him in to this. I bet. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, it didn't. When I was looking at it, it didn't make sense how he got onto holding these projects. Because it seemed more like a like a big studio move to hire him and push him around, but they don't do that really with horror movies. But now seeing like how he's tied to Danny McBride, and Danny McBride wanted to write Halloween, he probably brought him on to direct, which was mm-hmm. I don't think a good decision.
1: Yeah, but also I'm blaming Danny McBride too.
0: I yeah, yeah, because the good. writing is not good in these films. Yeah, like the writing, and in Halloween too, they try to say some commentary and they drop the ball on it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like it, it works for Especially a little the bit. Second one. Yeah, the second one definitely with the commentary, and the third one I think with the with the story overall, they ended up dropping the ball. So, how do you go ahead and rank these films, Caitlin?
1: Oh, gosh. Okay.
0: <laughs> I have some gaps in mind. Like, there's a lot of space to the next one.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of space because, obviously, the Exorcist original is up atop. top. And there's a lot, a lot of space. Because just all three of these are bad. Like, it's hard to, like, rank them because they're all just bad. Like, there's not really...
0: Oh, I have a I have a ranking for them, but yeah, they're all bad. They're all at the bottom.
1: Uh, um, I guess I would do believer next. Um, because I don't think I was I wasn't bored. I know you said you were bored, but I wasn't bored in that one like I was the next two. Um I'll say Dominion next because I think it looked nice at least for the most part minus the CGI. Um, and I think that at least was trying to be a cohesive story, even though, like you said, it is, it is offensive and it didn't, I don't, I don't know if that movie was not not good. Gosh. Uh, and then the last one, because I, I don't know what I was, I mean, the last one would be, uh, Heretic, the second one, because I just, I don't, I don't know what would happen. I don't know what I was watching at all. It wasn't coherent and it was just Weird. And I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. And I think that second one is also pretty offensive as well. Just like Dominion in for the same reasons or close to the same reasons. Yeah. I'll do heretic last.
0: I will do, of course, the Exorcist, 1973 original. Then we go way, way, way down. He may be asking, Brian, "Well, what are you doing during these gaps? So you got to put it in something. I'd rather stare at a wall. All right, guys. Rather stare at a wall. Um, so we got me staring at a wall for a couple hours, and then we got Exorcist Believer, and you know what? Back to that old wall again, Caitlin. Let's go. Let's go back to it. <laughs> see what. See, see what's all on the old drywall, uh, and then we'll go. I gotta say, Heretic. Uh, not because of. I think the story is worse than the Dominion, but the issue is that I just hate Dominion. Like I, I hate that film. Uh, so I have to go Heretic, and then. Then, you know, you know, we're going to glance at the wall and then go Dominion.
1: Fair. <laughs> I get it. It's it's hard for me. Yeah, it's difficult. I, like I said, I do wish we had watched Exorcist 3 because I did see a couple reviews that said it's better than the other sequels. I mean, I don't know how it stacks up against Believer, but I think I did see that it's better than 2 and Dominion. But I don't know. I'm going to take that with a grain of salt.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I don't need to experience that for myself. Now, do you want more, Caitlin? Are you looking forward to the rest of this trilogy?
1: No, I don't think we need it. I don't understand how you can even make this a trilogy.
0: Like I said, I think they're going to go after the little girl.
1: Yeah, I guess. I will say the term deception does have me slightly intrigued because... Deceiver, sorry. Deceiver, deception, whatever. I think that that's an angle that I... Would like to see me more from a demon, but at the same time, I, I just don't think it's going to deliver anything new or interesting.
0: I wonder if it's going to be a multiverse setup. So at that point, when they made the choice of the daughter and he had deceived them, <laughs> it broke into two timelines. Dear Lord. <laughs> uh No, no, I do not want more. I don't even know why. Was anybody in suspense? Was anybody holding their breath just now? I don't, I don't want more of this franchise. I don't want more Exorcist films. I'll take some more Possession films if you do them right. But yeah, no, I'm good on this. I'm, I do not want to see the rest of this trilogy, but I have to. Now, if you guys, hey, what, what do you guys think? Do you agree with what the critics are saying right now? What everybody is saying? Do you think it really is that bad? Do you think it's just kind of bad uh, like Caitlyn does? Do you think it's bad in between them both like I do? Uh, Or do you love this? Do you think that this is like the direction that the exorcist needs to go into? And this has taken the original and not only has expanded on it, but has basically put the original in its own shadow. Let us know. And, you know, there's a, I'm going to, we're going to go ahead and give you a better explanation of how to contact us than how the movie explained to us that these two girls contacted spirits and Caitlin, how can they do that? Contact us, not spirits.
1: Yeah, don't contact the spirits. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Opsilver Screen. On Facebook we're at Operation Silver Screen, but Twitter and Instagram that's Opsilver Screen. You can also find us on our personal letter boxes if you wanna see what else we're watching throughout the week, especially maybe some horror movies that we get to watch this month. Uh, that we're not going to be talking about on here. I know I tend to like to watch a lot of horror movies in October. So if you want to see my review or ranking of those, do check out my letterbox. You can find Bryant at Swank Seal. That's capital S, capital S. And you can find me at Coffee Spoon Kate. That's Coffee Spoon C-A-I-T.
0: Till next time, we'll be in HQ recovering. I'm Bryant.
1: (laughs) And I'm Caitlin.
0: See ya.